my pals, we are back with another episode, and this week is about brands. Yeah, brands, it's a different topic than things that we have been doing recently. It might not even feel like pop culture to you, but we hope by the end of this episode, uh, it will make sense why brands are definitely a part of pop culture, and particularly American culture. Um, but first, we want to go back to the question of the pod from last week, which was about nostalgia. So our question was something along the lines of, what is a show that you used to really like and be into that you're nostalgic about uh, but aren't into anymore? And then the follow-up question was, what do you think changed about you uh, that made you kind of not so into that piece of pop culture anymore, whether it was a movie or a show or a song or a toy, perhaps? So have you guys thought up new answers for that question since then? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm still thinking. I'm not sure. I watched a a lot of shows, but I can't remember all of them. From when you were little, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a tough question. You forget all the things that you used to spend your time with as you uh, oh, kind of get I older. Know. Okay. I used to watch Sid the Science Kid. You did love that show, yeah. <laughs> so why are you less into it now? Well, I really know a lot now, and it just kind of gets annoying. <laughs> it feels like it's telling you things yeah. you already know. All right, fair enough. Kenzie, did you think of a new one? Um. Not Barbie dolls, but I liked Ever After High dolls. Oh, that's right. The I, Ever After High I dolls. I never actually made up scenarios. I just like mixing up their outfits. Yeah. No, you did. You you liked displaying them. You liked, yeah, you loved having their outfits. I remember shopping around for the hard-to-find ones, right? So what do you think changed for you? I don't know. I mean, that was kind of how I started character creating, and so now I like to create my uh, own characters so- in general. That's a good point. You're in, right. You like the, the the interest itself has changed from what it was. Yeah, that's a really good point. All right. So we hope you guys thought about some favorite nostalgia stuff from your own past. Maybe even revisited it to see if it was like you remembered it or not. Uh, so brands, our topic for this week. Okay. So I thought that one fun way that we could um, kind of demonstrate how brands become sort of like a part of your life because they they create these sort of like recognizable elements and parts of your life that you just kind of see and experience daily and just kind of be part of your normal experience is that brands come up with really memorable slogans, right? And you guys have named a couple of them, I think, in the podcast. Um, So we're going to play a little game. I'm going to read a name brand slogan, and you guys have to name the company or the brand that the slogan comes from. Here's what I want you to do, though, okay, is um, I want you to wait just a split second, like maybe count to two or three before you answer so that people listening, kids listening, can make a guess too. Okay? So don't just burst out right away. Maybe count to three, and then if you have the answer, you can say it. All right? Are you ready? So these could come from any brand. Some are new. Some are a little bit older. I think there's a couple you won't get, but I'll be curious which ones you do. Are you ready? Should we raise our hand, though? You don't have to raise your hand. Just count to three in your head before you answer so that people listening have a chance to answer first. Okay? Okay. All right, the first one is open happiness. Hmm. I have never heard that slogan. I know. I didn't know. I wasn't sure I knew this one either. I don't know if it's a newer one or an older one from them. If it's a drink company. Hmm. Open Coca-Cola. Happiness. That's right. It's a Coca-Cola slogan. Good job. All right, second one. I'm loving it. McDonald's. That's right. That's a McDonald's slogan. The Breakfast of Champions. Uh, uh, You've heard that one, Kenzie? You're making faces? Yes, but I don't know where it's from. <laughs> if, I'll give you another clue. Their cereal box always features a famous athlete on it. They switch athletes every few months. But that's why they're called the Breakfast of Champions. Um, 
they used to have a different slogan. It's literally, you better eat your, and then the brand. Nope, Wheaties. Yeah. That's Wheaties. Ah! All right. I was going to say Wheaties. This is an old one, but I'm curious whether you've seen it, because I feel like maybe some of your TV shows have actually joked with it. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Where's the beef? Uh, I'm thinking we have the meats. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Arby's. That's a good one, too. It's, uh, it's, a different, it's a different fast food place. Wendy's used to have the slogan of these two old ladies, and they'd, they'd get burgers from other places, and there'd be no meat, and they go, where's the beef? That was really old. I didn't think you'd get that one. All right, how about this one? This that's been their cam- This has been their campaign for a long time, but I don't know if you guys have seen it. It keeps going and going and going and going. Dr. Seuss? <laughs> nope, it's a brand. Dr. Seuss is an author. It sounds like something Dr. Seuss would say. So the ad's usually associated with uh, a bunny with a drum. Does that help you? Oh, it's mm-hmm. like the, the, the battery. The battery nice. energizer bunny, right? He keeps going and going. There you go. Goodness. Uh, I don't know if you know this one, but it's been there so long forever. Maybe she's born with it. What? It's Maybelline. It's a makeup company. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> Um, no, but I thought maybe you'd see the ads. Here's the here's the funny thing is, you guys are so used to watching streaming TV and movies and things like that that you don't sit through commercials the way people used to a long time ago. So the, a lot of these slogans, I think, are a little harder to get at. Uh, the happiest place on earth. Disney. That's right. That's Disney World. Yep. Uh, there are some things money can't buy. For everything else, there's... Have <laughs> you never heard that one? America Bank. Oh, it's a good guess. It's a MasterCard. MasterCard ad. Um, Taste the Rainbow. Skittles! <laughs> Skittles, not Lucky Charms. It's lucky Skittles. Charm. Alright, remember, you guys are yeah, jumping in super hungry. fast. Remember to give, give everybody else a chance to guess. I'm hungry. Melts in your mouth, not in your hand. What? Melts in your mouth, not in your hand. Hershey's chocolate? That's a good guess, but nope, it is candy, though. It's one of their older slogans. Now they have little characters who just I don't even know what the characters say. M and M. It was that was M and M slogan for a long, long time. They they melt in your, I know it was false advertising. They All melt right. in your popcorn. Ready? I got two more. Um, okay. They're magically delicious. <laughs> there you go. That one's Lucky Charms, Taylor. Yep. Uh-huh. All right. This is the last one. I've seen. I know that I've seen it, but I don't know if you guys have seen or heard the ad that has this in it. Live in your world. Play in ours. PlayStation? That's right. It's PlayStation. Good job. I, I've never seen that. I just figured... Oh, well, you guessed because of what I said. Yeah. Yep, well, that's their slogan. It's a video game. It's one of the ones that Yeah, right, play. right. And that's so the whole the idea. the first one yeah. that we came. Yeah, that you enter a whole different world when you're video gaming, which is true. No, I'm just saying. All right, so you guys did pretty good there. But you notice, like, there's all these weird little random sayings that by themselves wouldn't make any sense, like, taste the rainbow, but you associate them with a brand, and that's how brands kind of wiggle their way into your brain and into your life and they just kind of become a normal part of your your experience they're things you associate yourself and experiences with i have a question about brands okay how do you know if it's just one brand or if that one brand off like that's actually a really good question right there so there are bigger companies called like conglomerates and things like that that like yeah one disney. company makes a lot of things right disney owns a streaming channel and they own marvel movies and star wars movies and sure they're maybe buying fox films as well yeah so there are there are big companies on a lot of those it's a good question taylor the answer usually is that if you go to a company's website that it's a it's a pretty public record usually of who owns what 
but there's definitely like a lot of the candies that you guys would think of as all being separate companies. They're technically brands under one bigger company called Mars. And you don't see Mars on candy, but if you look in the fine print on a lot of your favorite candies, it's actually Mars Incorporated. Mars Bars? So Mars Bars, which I don't even know if they make anymore. But, yep, that, that's one big brand that makes a ton of different little candies. Same with Nestle. What? Yep. What? So it's a good question. You can look it up on the Internet to see what brand actually makes your favorite candy or cereal or things like that. Tons of cereals, too. Technically, the brand like is Lucky Charms, but Lucky Charms, I think, is made by... General Mills like cereal, but there's Post and there's Kellogg's and Quaker. Yep, those are the bigger companies. Quaker. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you guys did pretty good. You like that game? Yes. Yeah. All right. Taylor, you, you kind of came up with this topic. Do you want to explain, like, what made you think of this as a piece of pop culture? Well, um, I thought of it because we keep going to a bunch of different stores to pick up different items, like Costco and Kroger and Meyer. Yeah, we haven't been going as much lately because we're on shut down still, but you're right, we, we have certain places that we're always going to. So what makes you think of that as a, a piece of pop culture, a part of pop, popular culture in America? Well, the branding is like, it's everything. If you don't have a good brand that people are going to remember, it's going to stick in their heads. Yeah, so a, a brand is kind of a company's identity. And what happens in culture, and this is not unique to American culture, but it's definitely a huge part of our culture, is that people sort of... Um, they become loyal or they become connected to certain brands. They like them, they trust them, or the opposite can happen. People can decide that they don't like the look of a brand or the way a company, um, maybe the way it treats its employees or maybe the way it treats its customers or they get known for having a bad product. So branding is really important and companies work really hard to make the public feel a certain way about both the company itself and the, and the products or services they sell. So this all ends up kind of seeping into popular culture. And so we recognize a lot of brands the same way we, we, we recognize a lot of like popular characters. Taylor, I think you said like part of what you thought of right away is the brands that you see around school, right? Fashion. So fashion, yeah. Fashion brands are really important. Um, and they're, I think they're especially important in elementary and middle and, and high school, maybe more than anywhere else, although maybe that's not true. But what, what sorts of brands do you feel like are popular around your In my school, school, everybody at least wears one thing that is either like Nike or Puma or Adidas, like a lot of different sports brands. Yeah, sports brands are really popular. Why do, why do you think young people identify with sports brands? So they wear like Nike and Puma or Adidas mm -hmm. because like they want to look tough and like they really like sports. My school is a big sports area. So yeah, there's a lot really of big like sports it. here where we live and a lot of kids. So a lot of people are wearing sports clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's a big part of it. And I think you, you probably named probably the big three for mainstream sports, at least. Like Nike is a brand that almost everybody recognizes. Yeah. Same thing with Puma and Adidas. Like, you know what Nike's logo is? Yeah, it's Nike's called, is like a little yeah, swoosh. It's, it's called a swoosh, the Nike swoosh. You know, their, their, um, their brand, like... like um, Oh my gosh, why can't I think right now? Logo? Not slogan? their slogan, thank you. What's their slogan? What's Nike's slogan? Just do it. Just do it, that's right. And in fact, we were watching a documentary about a week ago. You guys watched some of it with me, um, with the most fam one of the most famous athletes in the world who's become like part of the identity of Nike as well. Do you know who he is? He's a basketball player. I know his name, but they're gonna fix it up again. Do you know what team he played for? No. You guys were not paying attention to that documentary. The Chicago Bulls, right? Yes. And so is Michael Jordan. And now Nike has another logo besides, yeah, no, that's a different person completely. Pop culture as well, very different story. Um, 
But yeah, in addition to the swoosh, Nike actually has another logo. It's called Jumpman, and it's actually like a little embroidered logo of Michael Jordan, like, yeah, like fully, right, like he's I about to that. slam dunk it. And it'd be, yeah. it's also a very famous recognizable logo. So the company uh, decided back when Michael Jordan was arguably the most famous athlete in the world that they wanted their identity and their brand to be really closely tied to his greatness. So you talk about kids wanting to be identified as athletic or tough, like you, they would buy Nike. Like when I was a kid, people would buy Nike and there were pairs of shoes called Air Jordans that were endorsed by him. And owning those was considered really, really cool. Jordans are still around. Um, but that's a great example of how like brands make people like people pay attention to them as a piece of culture and they want to be like associated with them. Mackenzie, you were talking earlier about there are certain styles. Maybe you don't know the brand, but certain styles that you see around your school and middle school. So what sorts of things are people wearing now? Well, there is a lot of school spirit at my school. Like people will go around wearing their band T-shirts or their choir sweatshirts. Right. Because that's a group that they are subcultures, right? Yeah. And right now... A lot of people are using hydro flasks. Okay, yeah, there's the hydro flask thing too. Which like is really... the Visco girl. Right. That's a big thing. Which has brands associated with it too. Yeah, definitely. I don't know any of them. That's okay. What uh, What other like, things are like looks that you think middle schoolers are kind of sporting these days? Oversized t-shirts. We can't think of others. No, do I guess do, not. do kids do like girls so like do girls wear more? They wear jeans. They wear leggings more often. Like, like a lot of almost all leggings. That's different from when I was in in middle and high school. So my my point was just this. And people are wearing shorts all the time. Yeah, different kinds of shorts become popular too. Um, but here's the thing: is like even if you don't know the brand, there are always certain brands that kind of become like the the main brand for a certain look. So like oversized T-shirts. There's definitely probably a couple a couple companies that are the most popular version to to buy and connect to that. But not all brands are about fashion. There are other things brands do to kind of like try to become a part of your life and a part of the normal parts of you and your experience. So like what other brands do you think of when you start thinking about brands, Taylor, you mentioned stores. Um, the first thing I think of when I think of stores is Costco. Uh-huh. It's huge. Yeah. And what do you think of when you think of that place? Like, what do you think of when you think of the brand? Um, well, I know they have like samples so you can try the food before you buy it. So, you know, you like it. Right. And I like that. Yes, you like that. And you have, you have since you were little. And that's kind of my point is part of the way that brands get you to become sort of like it a tap. It helps you sell. It, it helps you sell the products, but even more so, like it creates this experience that you have when you're in the store. And if you're happy with that experience, then you are more likely to go back there. So it's probably not accidental that places like Costco do things like that so that little kids are like, if we're going to go to the store, can we go to Costco? Because you're hoping you get a little piece of sausage on a stick from somebody and then you're a happy little camper in the cart for a few minutes while mom and dad shop. Like that's definitely something that stores do as part of their their branding. And then that becomes part of like the childhood experience. When you're in college, you'll look back on your tiny tot days and think, you know what I really loved? Getting sausage on a stick at Costco. I don't like sausage. I know. I'm just using that as a random example. Maybe mac and cheese. Though. Mac and cheese on a stick? Yeah. No. What? <laughs> I don't know. The point is, there there are brands that do certain things to kind of associate a particular feeling or emotion or experience that you have with that with that brand. So, you guys want to take a guess of like what what are some of the most um, recognizable brands and brand logos in the whole world? Apple. Apple is one of them, sure. Costco, Kroger, Meyer. No, those are local. Yeah. They're big around here, but they're not necessarily global. Think about think about companies that are maybe McDonald's. like McDonald's. McDonald's is a huge one. Burger like little, King. yeah, little kids uh, recognize the McDonald's M, like at almost the same age as they recognize another big brand's main character. Taco Bell. 
<laughs> no, it's not just food. This is not a yes, food company. Think about think about one of the the companies that has made a lot of the movies that we have loved over the years. Marvel. Starting Disney is one of the most recognizable. Who's their mascot? Who's their mascot? Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. So he's one of the most recognizable characters in the world among children. Mickey Mouse. Uh, and so they so from a, yeah so from a very young age kids recognize the mouse and then they recognize the brand and they become loyal to that brand over time, which is why people love Disney World even uh, even as adults. Uh, wait, what was the other one you just said? Chuck E. Cheese. The Chuck E. Cheese, I think, might be regional. I don't know if they're nationwide, but what do you associate with places like Chuck E. Cheese or other people might know like Dave and Buster's or places where there's like gaming and food in the I, same place? I, when I was little, I really liked Chuck E. Cheese because of their like logo. The mm-hmm. mouse was like really cute. But what's what's the other thing you associate with places like that? What do you get when you go there? Prizes, yeah. satisfaction from getting a tiny toy slinky, right. yeah. or very yeah. cheesy pizza. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think most people think of their pizza first when they think about going there. Anyway. So like, yeah, the the kid version of that experience is they have a memory of going there, having a ton of fun with their family, uh, and then getting to cash in all these tickets for some silly little prize that mom and dad probably find in one of the uh, in one of the heating vents a month later when you drop it somewhere. But for kids, it's this big deal of like you did all this work and you get to pick out a prize and then you, you know, you go home eating your candy in the back seat or whatever, whatever prize mm-hmm. it is that you got. Um, so those are brand experiences that, again, you associate that with like a part of your, your childhood. Which also ties into nostalgia. It does, right. Yeah, brands are very much about nostalgia. Lots of brands aim at picking up people from a young age, hoping that they'll stay loyal as they get older. Like Chuck E. Cheese probably has people going there now who take <laughs> you've kind of outgrown the age no. window for Chuck E. Cheese. No. So adults who take their kids to Chuck E. Cheese now, a lot of them are probably going to places like that because they were taken there as a kid by their parents and they have these warm memories of it. And so they just think about like when they have kids, they're like, ooh, I can take my kid to do these things that I did when I was young. And that's what that's kind of how brand loyalty becomes a part of the culture in a, in a lot of ways. Um, but there's a lot of things that brands do to kind of become a part of the culture, including they, well, most brands try at some point to uh, make their customers feel like the brand is a valuable part of their community or a valuable part of their life somehow, that they bring something to your living experience or your lifestyle that you wouldn't have otherwise. And that can be lots of things. It can be literally what their, their product does for you that you feel is worth the money you spend on it. Or a lot of companies also try to do things like uh, they'll do stuff that's socially conscious or good for the environment because they think that will make, uh, well, a lot of them do it out of the goodness of their heart, but they'll also do it because they believe um, that that will create more loyal customers, customers respect a company that gives back to the community. So can you guys think of any brands that either uh, they, they try to convince you that you'll have a certain lifestyle or certain advantages by using their product or they make uh, they, they make it public or make it well known that they do good things and give back to the community. Hmm. I'm wondering if you see any at your schools. Hmm? Like, have you ever seen in your school any signs of like um, local companies donating for donating stuff for like certain party nights or for sports teams or anything like that, like sponsors? You get a bunch of stuff ordered into the gym but i don't know the store that it comes from what do you mean a bunch of stuff ordered in what kind of stuff like bouncy balls or new basketballs maybe frisbees okay. baseball bats right yeah that could come from that's probably just bought with the budget but sometimes companies actually like donate 
time and money. So if you go to a sports field, like at a high school especially, you might see advertising maybe in the outfield of the baseball or softball field, these big sure, signs. Or like a national baseball like, well, field. There's a... arena. Yeah, like there's big advertisements. Yeah. Like maybe at halftime, so... they'll show a bunch of different slides of different brands. Yes, right. And those are brands that have somehow contributed to um, – no, they may have paid money to advertise, but they may have also donated money for certain things. It kind of depends on the situation. Um, sports stadiums named after brands, those aren't really community service. That's a brand spending a lot of money so that you start to associate their company with your favorite sports team. So Comerica Park is where our Detroit Tigers play. They're not playing there right now, but when coronavirus goes away, they'll be back playing there. Uh, and Comerica Bank spent a lot of money and got some money from the city to have that park built so that everyone in Detroit, or at least they hoped, would think Comerica Bank when they thought about the Detroit Tigers. And since we love our sports teams, they figured that would be a positive connection. So that's a, that's a really good example, Mackenzie, of a company attempting to create good cultural feelings to go along with their brand and their company. Do you know of any other companies that do stuff like that? Hmm. Not sure. Yeah. There's lots, lots of sports um, stadiums are named after brands now. That's that's really, really, really common. I can't really think of anything specific, but there's always like, you buy this and we'll donate this much to yes. whatever. Yes, yes. Like lots a trade, of, maybe? Like what? Like a trade? A trade? No, it's not a trade. It's more like... Um, we'll match every dollar you spend. Yeah, they price. basically say if you buy our product, we'll give a dollar out of every purchase to this charity. So they're taking some of their profits and giving them to an organization that helps people. Um, you know, you, you mentioned McDonald's. McDonald's has an entire um, charity organization called Ronald McDonald House. It's basically a, a hospital charity that they run that helps families of children with serious illness to make sure the family is taken care of and has what they need. Um, and has, I think that they also make sure that they have like an actual space, this is why it's called Ronald McDonald House, an actual space where the family can all be together and have their needs met. It's been an organ, uh, a big charity organization there for a long, 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 long time since I was a little kid. So companies usually will try to do socially responsible things like that. Like there, there's a restaurant in our town, which we like to go to a lot. It's called Witch's Hat Brewery, and it's also like a bar and grill. And um, they are doing events all the time that are like for dog charities. Remember we went there once and they oh, were, yeah, yeah nice. they raise money for different um, like humane society sorts of organizations. Um, yeah. So even local businesses try to do things like that. I believe they were chipping dogs. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's right. The company that chips dogs. Yep. They were, they were sponsoring that too. So lots of companies, they take what we call social responsibility. They believe that they make money from being a company and having a brand, but they also try to give something back to the community, and that's an important part of brands. So one of the one of the big um, one of the big things I think about brands too is that it's really hard for a brand to become uh, a part of pop culture permanently. Like lots of brands, they they come and they go. Probably more companies than you would think. Uh, they get off to a start and then they just sort of disappear because a lot of what happens in American culture is that there are what we call trends. There are things that become really, really popular and they sort of go away again. Fashion definitely has that, which is why you guys were able to name certain styles that you see around your school right now. But there's lots of trends with lots of products that become popular and they sort of disappear. Um, I, can you guys think of any popular toy or product trends that have come and gone since you... Last year there were a ton of them, like the slime... And squishies, those kind of happen all at once. Yeah. And fidget spinners. Fidget spinners were a huge one. Those those became such a big trend that even like educators, your your teachers were talking about whether those were an important part of learning for kids who get distracted easily, and then they just sort of 
disappeared within a year. Kind of like a stress reliever. Yeah, right, that they worked for that, but then I, I think they there were too many of them all of a sudden. They flooded the market with them, and now people are just kind of like, meh, fidget spinner, they got tired of them. So it's Last not something night. that, yeah, not something that lasted forever. Still feels good to spin one if you have it, but nobody's like running out to the store to grab them like they were before. And there have been all sorts of funky trends over the years. Like at one point, this is even older than I am, but at one point, like pet rocks were a trend. Like you literally buy a rock with, I think it had like googly eyes you, on it. You can literally just make your I own. I know, I know, but it was a thing. It was a thing. So yeah, there's there are brands that have become a part of our permanent culture. And then there's like all these little um, sprouting up new cultures that come from brand trends that pop up. And they usually come and go within a couple of years. You know, some might last a little longer than that, but but some come and go. So it's funny that the brands that have made it a long time, it's because they're doing something to continue to have appeal to people versus something that it looks cool for a while and then all of a sudden you're, you're like, why was I into this thing? I don't really understand why I like this ever. We outgrow it or as a culture, we just decide like it, we're onto something new. We have, maybe we have short cultural attention spans for some stuff. I don't know. Do you guys have, let me ask a weird question. This is not our question at the bottom. I'm just curious. Do, do you have a favorite brand? Like something you just, for some reason, you just really like the company and positive feelings? Right? That is a weird question to ask kids, but I'm just curious. Dan Buster's kind of brand? Yeah, they're a brand. Mm. What do you like about that place? Bunch of different prizes. Some of them are humongous. I am saving up my points for that. Yeah, so if you don't have a David Buster's near you, it's, it's, it's kind of like big kid Chuck E. Cheese. A lot bigger food menu, an enormous game space, bigger prizes on average. Um, and it's it's almost like a Chuck E. Cheese for adults, I would say, but for older kids too. So yeah, you it's a place where you just have these like really positive associations. You've gone there with grandmas and grandpas. You've gone there for it's parties. You've gone there with us. That doesn't surprise me that that's a brand you have really positive feelings for, and you're not gonna outgrow it anytime soon. How about you, Mackenzie? I like my Harry Potter themed T-shirts. Yeah. It's not really a brand, but a bunch of people do it. Right. It's definitely it's like. Right. There are, yeah, there are people who own the property, so to speak, of, of the characters and things like that. So it's definitely a business, even though, right, as a, as a brand, it's more of a, a pop culture like set of books and movies, but they've sort of become a brand, right? Like things that are related to it have become more popular by like association. Books, toys, yeah, heads. yeah. No, totally. No, that's a great example. Oh, that reminds me. Hot topic. What about it? Um, there's a bunch of bobbleheads, there's t shirts, there's like little. Oh, there's pins. It's literally it's literally a company yeah. that celebrates pop culture, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You can find it in the mall. <laughs> find it at your local mall. Yeah. As usual. Yeah. No, those are all really good examples. All right. So, like we said, um, this is kind of an unusual topic this week compared to other things we've done, but I I thought it was a cool idea when Taylor suggested it because it does speak to another part of culture. Um, that we think kind of matters to the experience that you have as a part of American culture and a part of other subcultures, even inside of your, your school buildings or even in your, in your daily life. So that brings us to our question of the pod. All right. So our question of the pod this week is a little bit different than past weeks. I know you guys probably have brands that now that you know what a brand is, you feel some connection to it. But what I want you guys to do this week um, is to try to figure out do your parents have any brands or companies that they seem very loyal to? They spend a lot of money there or they always go there for certain products or you just find that they seem to uh, like associating themselves and spending money at a certain restaurant or store or a particular brand that you just see them uh, return to repeatedly. And I'm, I'm actually curious whether these guys have some thoughts right away about 
things that me and my wife, their mom, uh, are brand loyal to. Go ahead, Taylor. Well, my idea was Dick's Sporting Goods. How we come? have a bunch of different stuff. We go there a lot because of we love outside. Like there's kayaks, canoes, fishing poles, softballs. Yeah. Yeah, we camp and do a ton of sports, so that's all the stuff is in one place there. We just bought your bike there. Yeah, we, we do a lot of outdoorsy stuff, and so that store is a place we know we can probably find what we need there. Mm-hmm. This is probably a good time to remind our listeners that we currently don't have any advertisers, so anything we say here is based purely on our personal experiences. We are not advertising for any particular brands. All right, Mackenzie, do you, can you think of any companies or brands that you think mom um, and dad are connected to you really like Redbubble. yes i do love red or a bunch of pop culture stuff from there yeah we like Redbubble because they uh promote independent artists and you can get any artist's work who puts their products on there on a t-shirt or a poster um and they have the most fun lovely independent artists doing all kinds of work related to your favorite pop culture in band fact, music movies characters anything you can think of we, we do love it for sure in fact we are sitting in a room full of posters. we are we are filled we have our in our pop culture filled room of posters of our favorite pop culture and a lot of it definitely came from redbubble so uh this week you're going to have a conversation with your parents what is a company or a brand that they just really strongly feel connected to. They like purchasing from them or they like purchasing their products or they just feel like it's a brand that kind of matches their identity or their beliefs. Or maybe they go to that brand because they feel like they give back to the community. Like part of what I like about Redbubble is it's, it's supporting independent artists. So have a chat with your parents, see whether some of your brand loyalties match theirs uh, and then strap on those Nike or Puma or Adidas shoes and go out and get some exercise because the weather's turning nice. And then we'll see you next week. Bye, Pop Pals. See ya, Pop Pals. Bye, everybody.